and welcome back to the Pastor Patrick Podcast, where we talk everything sports news, sports related. Uh, beautiful Friday here. NFL news, NBA news. Kyler Murray signs an extension with the Arizona Cardinals. Huge extension. Uh, one of the many big deals that I believe are going to get done over the course of uh, the NFL you know, offseason. Lamar Jackson still has to sign his deal. That's the other big deal. We're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, why it is taking so long. Uh, Kevin Durant, it's still a stalemate there in Brooklyn between him, the Nets, uh, Kyrie, who knows what's going on there. Uh, the Lakers have their own drama that seems to be unfolding. Uh, LeBron playing the Drew uh, League. Uh, that was incredible to watch. That was really good for the league. Russ, that whole situation. The Lakers, I believe, out of the Brooklyn Nets, have a more clear path. Out of those two teams, the Lakers only have a few options. Not not even a few, a couple. One, uh, they're stuck with Russ. So you either have to send Russ home now, or you just got to keep him and play him through the year and just suck it up and pay him the 47 and a half million that you owe him. And so the, the Lakers have a little more clear-cut path. Where, where things get murky uh, here is when you include the Nets. And when you talk about the Nets, this is where the Nets options, it gets a little murky. What will the Nets do? Will they, will they trade Durant? Will they find a package that they feel, you know, this is enough to move him, this is all we're going to get? Uh, will they be able to move uh, Kyrie? I, I think they are waiting to see what deal presents itself. There's no rush. They don't have to trade him. If they haven't got that deal, then what what's the rush? They're just going to they're gonna bite the bullet. They're going to keep him. And if all else fails, they're going to run it back. That's one of their options. They have a lot more options. But they, it also gets a little more confusing there in Brooklyn with the Nets. But, you know, one destination that I thought would be very interesting for Kevin Durant, and it's not going to happen, but th this would, the only way to save Kevin Durant's legacy right now, and this this is something, is for him to go back to a team and win a championship there, and the only team that that is, because everybody's talking about the Suns, everybody's talking about you know D Dallas Mavericks, the Golden State, um, this team has been thrown around once or twice, but the only way to ever win back brownie points with this is to ask for a trade back to the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's what you have to do. That's the only now logical solution for you, Kevin Durant. Now, you can stay in Brooklyn, you know, try and make it work, but the chances of it working are very slim because once you have a player that asks for a trade like that, it's just a known fact. It, it, it never works out. Because it's in everyone's mind. This guy actually doesn't want to be here. He's just playing out his contract, you know, until he can get out. So it, it doesn't work in building a championship mindset. Now, if he was to go to Golden State, if he was to go to Phoenix, then he would be called, he's riding the bus. He can't drive the bus. He's got to go to a team that's stacked already. This just proves it. He went to the, to the, uh, the Nets, and it didn't work because he wanted to be the leader. But it's not working. So now what is he doing? He's going to another stacked team. So you see, that option doesn't really work for Kevin Durant. The only option that works for him is to go to Oklahoma City Thunder. That would be my only way to save face if you're Kevin Durant. He's got to go back to that team. He's got to return almost like LeBron did and say, hey, I'm going to win a championship here with you guys. Now, the thing is, would the Thunder want him? 
I don't know. They would have to give up Chet. They would probably have to give up uh, Alexander. Uh, if not Alexander, they'd have to give up Giddy. Uh, that, and that's one of their top players. And, you know, a bunch of draft picks. A lot of picks. But the only way to save face with this would either be to go to... I guess you could go to a terrible team and try and make them work. But he's... Why would he do that? He's already in Brooklyn. He's already in a team that hasn't won anything. So you, it would make zero sense for him to jump to the Knicks and say, hey, I'm going to win here. That just doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? The fact of the matter is, he's already screwed up. But now, how can you save face with that screw-up? Now, you got to go back to Thunder. That's the only... you got to go back to the Thunder. That's the only, only, only option for me. It's only how I'll think differently of KD. If he goes back there and wins one. But he won't. He just won't. Because this is what we've seen with KD. And KD has very soft skin... And, you know, a lot of players around the league know that. And he has, he's had burner accounts to, to burn fans. He's had, uh, you know, run-ins with almost every, every, what would you call it, media person out there that talks about, you know, basketball that hasn't played. But I get where KD's coming from in the fact of I hitched my wagon to Kyrie Irving. I messed up. I got to get out of here. I get that. But you can't sign a four-year deal. You should have had self-awareness to know what you were getting into with Katie, with uh, Kyrie Irving. And now you sign a four-year deal, and then you want out immediately. It's just, it doesn't work for me. It's a bad look. It's a bad move by KD. I truly hope that he finds happiness. Because, you know, this has been the biggest criticism between him and LeBron. People have argued, who's better, LeBron James or or a KD right now in the NBA. It's never been close to me. It's always been LeBron. LeBron's been stable. He's played out his contracts. He's won, fi- won more finals than uh, KD. But for some reason, everyone builds KD up on this pedestal that he's the greatest basketball player ever right now. And I'm like, I don't see it. I really don't. I don't see it. If you have Kyrie healthy and you're in the playoffs with him, don't don't tell me about team chemistry. You guys are the best players on the court by far. KD's better than Jason Tatum. Kyrie's better than Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. And you can't figure it out even if you have all the pieces there. So I don't I don't want to hear that um, it's not KD's fault or Kyrie. It's both their faults. It just is. I mean, you even had uh, Goran Dragic uh, when he was in his home country this offseason uh, point out that, you know, I played with the Nets last year and sadly it was more about... <laughs> certain players and stats than it was about the team that's the mindset and that's the vibe you got from that team that's what they were all about that's what they were all about last year so crazy times in the nba for sure don't know what's going to happen but hey can't wait to watch this next season it's going to be exciting and we are transitioning everyone we're transitioning into the nfl season it's here it's upon us august preseason we're very, very close to the NFL season kicking off, and I can't be excited. That's when there's even more content to talk about. You know, there's plenty of content when the NBA is in full swing, and we've been very lucky to have this kind of content. But there's just a... It hits different with the NFL. It just does. There's there's a little more to get to. <laughs> and, you know, that's because there's a little more drama going on uh, with some of these teams and... Is Brady coming back? Where's Devontae Adams going? Is Tyreek Hill going to have still a great season? Tyreek Hill's throwing Mahomes under the bus. Uh, all this stuff just 
it, it, it piles up in the NFL, and then we're getting ready to kick it off. And one of the big stories is Kyler Murray has agreed to a five-year, $230.5 million extension with the Cardinals and includes $160 million guaranteed. guaranteed uh, excuse me. And uh, I love the move. I love it. I mean, the, the Cardinals were backed into a corner here. Now, did I think Kyler Murray handled the situation with the Cardinals the best? No. Is it a trend that we've seen with some players? Yes. They seem to, you know, more in this day and age, err on the side of, I'm going to put our dirty laundry out there. I'm going to wait for you to respond. And I honestly think the Cardinals, maybe this is more so on them than Kyler Murray. Look, we have seen Deshaun Watson, what what this has sparked is all because of Deshaun Watson and the Browns. The That whole situation is its own thing, its own cluster. But what it sparked is they gave Deshaun Watson, who, in my opinion, is he hasn't won anything, so that's unproven to me. They gave an unproven quarterback with 20-some sexual lawsuits against him a $230 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed, might I remind you, fully guaranteed. <laughs> so they they gave him that and they pushed it all to the back burner so he doesn't lose money this year so that situation screwed up in itself but this deal is a replication of that I don't believe this deal is as much as if that Deshaun Watson deal doesn't get done and so we we heard reports early on when the Deshaun Watson trade was happening that the the Browns were like public enemy number one of the NFL right now the the Cardinals were upset you had the the Ravens upset. You had these teams that had to make some major quarterback decisions upset at the Browns. And, you know, likely so because this this contract is great for Kyler Murray because I believe Kyler Murray is somewhat in that same boat as... Now, I think he deserved more than Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson has proven that he's untrustworthy with the franchise. He just has. So I think Kyler Murray deserves more than Deshaun Watson. So... I think the Cardinals got lucky here and not paying him even more. But Lamar Jackson's going to want more because he's an MVP and he's won a playoff game. This is the whole situation. This is why the Browns screwed up. And in turn, they they messed up the entire entire dynamic of the league. Because now the, the Ravens got to go in and pay Lamar Jackson, who doesn't have representatives. So he is handling all his negotiation talks between him and I believe some of his family members. Uh, which is fine, but they have to go in now and have this discussion of, you know what, we've won a playoff game, we're more dynamic, I've been an MVP, he's going to have to have these tough conversations with the Ravens and get a contract worked out for sure. Because you know the Ravens aren't going to want to pay him that much money. They're just not. With the way he plays, with, with how he runs, I think it's a stupid decision. I think you have to pay him. There's no other option. Because he is the top talent in the league, I still have him in my top ten quarterbacks in the NFL easily, and you got to pay him like that. Deshaun Watson's not in my top ten. Everybody's throwing Deshaun Watson in their top ten. I don't understand that. He's not in my top ten. He's not close. He's got a lot to prove. He's going to the Browns, and the worst place to prove yourself is the Browns. <laughs> They're the most dysfunctional franchise. But you can see what it does to the league. It it makes things very tricky when signing these big-time quarterback uh, extensions. Could you imagine if this had happened when they were negotiating uh, Mahomes' deal, if the Deshaun Watson deal would have happened around then? Oh, man. Not only would have Mahomes gotten more than he's gotten now, 
he would have almost gotten, I believe, almost not crazy billion dollars, but he would have got up into the 700 millions easily with this. The Chiefs uh, lucked out. It seems like every year there is something happening where the cap or what we pay these quarterbacks salary-wise, it changes every year. And thankfully, the Browns messed up, and Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson are going to benefit because this money is uh, its crazy, uh, this much money. But also, you know, Kyler Murray deserves it. It's not like they're out here paying, you know, some guy that hasn't, you know, won them anything or, you know, been that great. I mean, Kyler Murray has been to the playoffs. He's proven himself. I think this contract is fair for a player like him. Now, I think Deshaun, I, I think you got to pay him at least. If it was me, I would feel good paying, or not Deshaun, excuse me, Lamar. I would feel good paying Lamar uh, about $270 million guaranteed. Probably two fifty guaranteed, you know, the extra, whatever you would call it, $20 million would be in incentives or something. But I, I would feel good about that contract. you got to give him more than Deshaun, that's for sure. you got to give him more than Deshaun. So, and, and to me, yes, they gave they gave Kyler Murray just a little bit more than Deshaun Watson. Um, but it still wasn't enough for me. They should have guaranteed more of that. So I, I just think I think the Cardinals lucked out, and I think the Ravens are going to have to bite the bullet and play Lamar. Now, if they don't, then I suggest Lamar doesn't show up for work. I think he sits out, and I think even his coaches and even anybody that was talking to him would suggest, yeah, you need to sit out until uh, you get this deal done because that's just not a good business move by you. So since he doesn't have a representative and he's having more harsh conversations one-on-one -on -one with the Ravens, it could end up bad. It could end up, you know, okay. But they're, they're definitely going to be more blunt. That's what, that's what you have that agent for. It's to buffer uh, the honesty between the team and you, what they think about you. Because there have been criticisms of Lamar running too much and getting hurt, and we're in that same boat. Because, you know, so many people hate that style. They hate the fact that you could get injured in a second. I don't think it's the worst style. I think it works. I think you got to pay him. He's dynamic. You can't just find guys like that in the draft. You just can't. That late in the round, you lucked out. So he deserves his money. He deserves it. Now, um, will it get done? Will it won't get done? I think it's going to get done. Maybe it'll drag on a little bit in the training camp, but I think the, de the deal is coming, the big extension for him. So we'll see what happens, but... I gotta be honest. I like these quarterbacks getting paid that deserve to get paid. I don't. I think Deshaun Watson getting paid was the biggest mistake by the Browns. Uh, that that's just the biggest whatever. That's a mess. <laughs> that's just the biggest mess I've ever seen. You you can't do that. Then the you know the Browns should have been smarter than that. But you know they're the Browns. But I for one uh, love these quarterbacks getting paid. I think Kyler Murray is a great quarterback. I think the Cardinals got a great quarterback, and can't wait to see what kind of uh, big season moves they make. I know, I know they're a pretty solid team. Um, they got D Hop. They got Kyler coming back. I, th I think they're going to have a pretty good run, and that's what I'm really excited to get into is you know more of the power ranking uh, predictions where I have these teams set. And I can't wait. And the Ravens, I think the Ravens are going to be good. They're going to be better with Lamar. Lamar's put on some weight. You know, he looks he looks uh, stacked and everything. So I think I, he looks more like he's, you know, filled out and ready to uh, take some more hits. And I, I like that about him. Maybe he's worked on his uh, arm a little more. We don't know. He's definitely been uh, working on his game. That's for sure. 
But can't wait to watch this upcoming season, see where the uh, Ravens and uh, Cardinals end up in the power rankings and, uh, you know, in their division. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit about my uh, top three teams here that I have in the league. I'm not going to get into predictions yet of the season. I'm just not. But I have my top three teams. And I just I want to talk about them a little bit. Um, I could do top five. I do have a top five, but I, I really want to focus on my top three and the 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 expectations that I have for them. So my top three teams in the NFL, and you know my NFL power rankings will be different, uh, but the the overall vibe that I've gotten from these teams and what I've seen, it's easy. My top three. So my top three teams. Number three is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, very interesting team. Rob Gronkowski has retired. Leonard Fournette, people have been saying stuff about him. Is he going to be in shape? Uh, how will the new coach do? Uh, is you know Godwin going to be the guy that he was a year ago? Is he going to be able to make those plays and tough catches? There's a lot of questions, but there is not one question. There's not one question mark, and that is Tom Brady. And you knew what I was going to say. It's not a question mark. They have Mike Evans, Tom Brady, Chris Godwin. I don't know what's up with Leonard Fournette. Apparently he came into camp. He is overweight. Uh, they can work that off of him. They can turn that into muscle quick. They can get him going. So I don't know what the deal of with him is that. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, I do think Rob is done. Sadly, I think Rob's done. I think people are having a hard time really grasping it because he's Rob Gronkowski's played with the same quarterback, Tom Brady. Now, do I think there's a chance that Tom gets to the playoffs, close to the playoffs, and he's like, hey, Rob, you want to come back? And Rob says, yeah, let's do it, and he comes back? Maybe. There's maybe a chance. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Um, but that's my top three team. I think I think they're going to be really good. I think they've, they've moved up a little bit. They, you know, they got they got some Nadamakin Sue. Uh, he's not coming back, but you know they got Vita Vea, and he's a good replacement, I think. So I think the Buccaneers will be around the team they were last year. You know, I'm thinking they're going to be that kind of middle of the pack, but kind of overachieving team. They're definitely going to be up there in the power rankings. They're my number three. My number two team is the Buffalo Bills. Um. Josh Allen, what can I say? There's just one thing really to say. The game last year, that's what I'll say, with the Chiefs. Chiefs and Buffalo Bills in that shootout, uh, one of the greatest games I've seen. 13 seconds left, the Chiefs come back and win it. That's the most exciting uh, team that I believe is in the NFL, is the Chiefs and the Bills. Those are the two exciting teams. Those are the teams that are going to get huge, massive, massive, massive ratings. Um, So I, I truly believe that the Bills are in my number two team. I mean, if you think about it, they got Stefan Diggs. Um, they got the signing of an underrated Jamison Crowder. And he's going to make the the Stefan Diggs get open more. Because Jamison Crowder, I know him. He played for Washington. He's a good receiver. He's a good slot guy. I mean, you can you can plug him into the slot anywhere. He's almost like that Cole Beasley. Uh, then you got Tredavious White, one of the best quarter cornerbacks in the league. James Cook. And, you know, Kari Elm. And then they got Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's the biggest X factor. He's just like the Tom Brady. He's not a question mark. We know what Josh Allen is. Josh Allen has a second gear that he goes into, and he can light it up. He can light it up. I think. I think the Buffalo Bills, if you know, way back, you know, like ten years ago, 
15 years ago, they were really in a sad place. Some people didn't even know if they'd be a franchise in Buffalo. It was it was sad, and there was a lot that the that the organization needed to do to move in the right direction, and they did it. They pulled themselves out of the dysfunction that they had, and that's awesome. And, you know, they were in Brady's division, and Brady made sure to keep all those teams, uh, when they were down, keep them down. So now that Brady's out, these teams have started flourishing a little bit, and it's exciting to see. So the the Bills are definitely my number two team. I know you could probably put them at number one, but they're my number two team easily. My number one team, so we're just going to move on to it, <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. Now I know everyone's saying they're not the same team, we're moving them back. Why would you pick the Chiefs again as your top team? Is it is it really any any question mark here? It's not. It's Patrick Mahomes. That's the reason I'm putting them one. And don't get me wrong, the Chiefs have been at the top for a long time right now in this in this league. They've been the top dog, and you know they've been in the the biggest games the last four years in a row. So of course I'm going to put them at number one because even though they've lost Tyreek Hill, even though that that is gone, they still added Marquez Valdez Scanley. Juju Smith-Schuster, and Sky Moore in, in, in second round. Um, so they, they've added some good pieces, I believe. they got Trent McDuffie, uh, George Carl Loftis, I think that's his name. Um, Travis Kelsey's coming back. They, they, they're they good. The Chiefs the Chiefs are good. There's a lot of people that were like, oh, no, what are the Chiefs going to do? They've lost Tyreek Hill. They've had to sign Juju. The Chiefs are going to be fine. Um, Chiefs fans are going to rest easy this season. They, they know they're good. Mahomes keeps them in contention, or keeps them uh, competing every year for that championship. So they're 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 fine. Uh, wouldn't get too worried about the Chiefs. Those are my top three. Now, my t- if I wanted to add, you know, another to the my another two, I definitely have the Rams at number four with Matthew Stafford. That's my number four power ranking team. Uh, I just think they are, you know, they're they're not top three because I think that Super Bowl slump will set in. Uh, I need to see Odell back there too. I don't. They got to get Odell back in the building. They're my number four, and if you're gonna go to my number five, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, they, it's just that they have Jamar Chase, who's top guy. Not a question mark there. Not a question mark at quarterback either. You got Joe Burrow too. So, uh, Cincinnati Bengals and Rams, they kind of fall to four and five, just because they are in that Super Bowl slump. I think both teams will be. Um, so they're just out of my top three. But my top three, I, I feel really good about them. I do. I think these one of these five teams will definitely be in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw my early Super Bowl prediction out there. I just am. I think it'll be the Bills, and it's going to... No, sorry. Not the Bills. I think it's going to be the Chiefs, and I think it's going to be a Rams... Chiefs and Rams Super Bowl. That's what I think. I think the Chiefs have a really good shot of getting there, and I think the Rams have a good shot of getting back. That's just my early predictions. That's not. That's not. That's not anything set in stone. Of course, we're gonna we're gonna do each week. We're gonna do our um, who wins, who loses here on the podcast. I can't wait to do that. I love doing that. I predict every game. I had a pretty good season last year. I was. 169 to 102 in my win-loss. I can't wait to do that again. We're going to do all 18 weeks of the NFL. Can't wait for that. 
It's time for one of my favorite segments. Archie, take it away. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano. That means you have to know the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. And that's where we're going to kick it off. Uh, we are going to kick it off with my high of the week this week, uh, and that is Kyler Murray getting signed. I think the Cardinals have made the right decision in signing Kyler Murray. You can't go wrong there. Some people argue that you pay too much for him. He runs too much. He's not going to be reliable. No, he is. He's a smart guy. He got his money. He's committed now. You're committed. The best thing you can do as an NFL franchise is, in my opinion, be consistent. That's the best thing you can do as a, at, a, at that level of an NFL franchise when you're at that level is uh, be consistent, sign your quarterbacks, make the moves that you need to make, and have stability. Stability is not overrated in the NFL. It's just not. So uh, that was definitely my high of the week. I love them signing Kyler. Uh, can't wait to see what they do in Arizona. Uh, D-Hop, Kyler, they 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 made some moves. Uh, I'm I'm excited. They they got an okay defense there too, and we'll, we'll we will definitely keep our eyes on uh, Arizona Cardinals. Um, my low of the week, what I hated, Russell Westbrook firing his agent of 14 years. Look. I did not like that at all. That was the low of the week for me. I, I don't know what's going on with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> if you ask me, it looks like the guy has some issues about um, giving it up as as the Mr. Triple Double, I'm the guy. He, he doesn't seem like he can adjust to his new role very well. So if you ask me, I'm not really a fan of what's happening with, with Russell Westbrook. Um, you, he made the top 75. Uh, players of all time, which is fine. He deserved that. Um, but you're not the same guy. You're just not. I, I know it's hard to come to that realization, but you're not the Mr. Triple Double. I'm the guy last shot. You know, I'm not going to ever come off the bench. You, you never won a championship. You know, even Steph Curry this playoffs, he came off the bench to help the team. He didn't mind doing that. A couple games, they started Jordan Poole. Didn't mean anything. It's not. It's not taking anything away. You got to learn to calm your ego down enough to win a championship, and that's the the problem. You're not going to see Russ sacrifice. Uh, you know, he took the money. He took at. You know, he's taken, which you know, rightfully so. Forty-seven million. If you can pick up that player option, you should do it. Nothing bad on him, but he's got to show the commitment to change up his game completely and focus more on the defensive side. And we we heard Darvin Ham. He is going to, you know, hold these guys accountable, and I, I like that. But I, the low of the week for me is seeing Russell Westbrook and seeing that he decided to fire his agent because, and then his agent ran damage control and said, look, Russ, this is all Russ. This isn't me. He wanted to fire his agent because his agent probably got brutally honest with him and said, look, Russ, you are not the same player that you were, and I think your best opportunity is to stay with the Lakers. And it hurts. It hurts when somebody, uh, especially close to you, tells you what you don't want to hear. Somebody that you've worked with for 14 years, when that person comes to you and says, hey, look, your numbers are down, you're not as explosive, you were one of the top picks, you're still one of the top players, but you know, you're going to have to maybe accept a role 
that's less in this organization because these are your hometown Lakers. And you've been on, like, so many teams in the last four years. I forget if it's, like, yeah, Oklahoma City. He was on Houston. Then he went to Washington. Now he's here. Yeah, within the last, you know, four years, he's been on three teams. So this this is a situation. If he wanted to go, you know, four years of four teams, something like that, he'd... Gosh, he it could really get messy if he wanted out again. And it was reported he wants out. Is that true? I don't know. But what I do know is that some players need to have self-awareness and recognize what their limitations are now as they get older into their later years, they're not prime years. And Russ is the you know, epitome of I was ultra athletic. All I had to do was rely on my athleticism, Mr. Triple-Double. We never looked at the turnovers, even though they were there. He's a perfect example of that. That's all he had to do. All he had to do was rely on that. And now you're seeing it. Now you're seeing that when the going gets tough and he's going to have to do more of the mental game and not so much of the uh, physical aspect of the game, you see, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work in L.A. It's just not. So... I hope the Lakers can come to a, res- a resolution, excuse me. I hope Russ can come to a point where he's able to say, okay, I'm not the same guy. Um, what do I think the Lakers should do with Russ? I think they should send Russ home, pay him his $47 million, and say, look, we appreciate you, but stay away from the team. You know, will there be a buyout? Maybe. Uh, will Russ want to get bought out? Who knows? Uh, I have my doubts that he'll want to get bought out. But the fact of the matter is, the experiment failed. Let's move on. Guys, thank you for listening to the podcast today. Great, great, great podcast. Can't wait to get to next week, all the new stories. Uh, follow me on my social, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, leave a review. Let me know what I can work on. Uh, leave a five-star review. Don't leave a review. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. This has been Pastor Patrick.